You're listening to a podcast by Abide Church and Pastor Dan DeBell in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We pray this podcast helps you live, love, and look more like Jesus this week. Enjoy the message. Uh, Hey, today we are continuing our series called A Better Life, and we're talking about the Ten Commandments. And uh, if you haven't been with us, that's okay, because I'm focusing on just a commandment each week. But I would encourage you to go back and listen to especially the first couple, because those are really the foundation for the rest of the the other ones. And so uh, today... Uh, we're going to look at the Ten Commandments. We're going to look at commandment number four here in just a second. But I want to remind us of this, that we don't keep the Ten Commandments to be saved. Let me remind us of that. Okay, we're talking about having, how do we get a better life, how do we live a better life, but we don't keep the Ten Commandments or obey them to be saved. We're saved by grace through Jesus. Okay, let's never forget that, right? It's not how hard we work. Uh, we're not going to earn it. We can't earn it. It's a free gift. Salvation is a free gift uh, to you. But what we are looking at is that there are blessings that come to our life when we keep the principles behind the Ten Commandments and when we keep the commandments themselves. There are principles, but there's also consequences that show up whenever we fail to keep them, uh, whenever we fail to live by the principles of the Ten Commandments. And so today we're going to look at commandment number four. It's actually the longest commandment. Um, Before I read that, let me just reiterate that. We're, We're studying the Ten Commandments, but more importantly, we're looking at the principle behind the Ten Commandments. Because no matter where you are in life, if you live by the principles that are behind just the Ten Commandments, they're not a bunch of to-dos and don'ts. If you live by the principle, your life will change for the better. And that's what we're talking about today. Let's read uh, this commandment. It's Exodus 20. We're going to start in verse 8. It says this, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. Somebody say all. All your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath day of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. Somebody say no. No No work. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. And he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and he hallowed it, or he set it apart. He made it holy. That's what we're talking about today. So today we're looking at the principle behind the Sabbath, which is, the principle is, How do we remember to rest? Remember to rest. Remember to rest. That's the title for today. Most believers are passionate about keeping nine of the Ten Commandments. Nine of the Ten. But somehow breaking this commandment is a badge of honor in our culture. In fact, I would say it this way. This is the one commandment. You can break, and not only will the world cheer you on, but fellow Christians will cheer you on while you break this commandment. While you live your life in such a way that you fail to rest, fail to slow down, fail to rest and worship one day a week. So let's dive into this. Point number one is this, if you're taking notes. The principle of rest is God's idea. The principle of rest is God's idea. I'm going to spend the majority of my time on point number one here, kind of laying a foundation. So if this point goes, goes a little longer and you're like, we still got two more points, bear with me here, okay? So the first one is, is important, all right? So we're not, we won't be here for three hours, just two and a half, all right? So here we go. I'm joking. All right. Uh, a day of rest is necessary after a hard week's work, and I think that's the key 
is we don't want to get into the ditch. Let me lay a foundation even more so here. We don't want to get into a ditch of, well, I'm taking a Sabbath, uh, and then I'm going to take a Sabbath tomorrow, and I'm going to take a day of rest tomorrow, and I'm taking six Sabbaths uh, a week, and then I'm working one day a week. That's not how God designed it. God designed it for six hard days of work followed by a day of rest. And that's the key. I work hard. I am diligent. I am honoring God with how I work. I'm working as unto the Lord. And then I catch my breath. And then I take a a, a break here. And so here's what I want to look at. The principle of rest is God's idea. Why would God give us this principle? Here's here's what I'm going to look at. There's kind of two sub points under point number one. The first one is this. It gives God the opportunity to provide for us supernaturally. Uh, Underneath point number one there. It gives God the opportunity to provide for us supernaturally. When we choose not to work one day a week, we are allowing God to go to work on our behalf. When we choose not to, we're saying, Lord, I'm going to trust and believe that if I honor this principle of taking a day of rest, I am going to believe that you are going to go to work on what I put my hand to, and you're going to make it even abundantly more than I ever could. So let's look at this in context. Exodus 16, verse uh, 23. Exodus 16, verse 23. Then he said to them, let me read it and I'll I'll break it down here. Then he said to them, this is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake today, boil what you will boil, and lay up for yourselves all that remains to be kept until morning. So they laid it up till morning as Moses commanded. And here's a key point. It did not stink, nor were there any worms in it. Any other time in this season when they would gather the extra, extra food, that daily food that they would get, if they would gather extra for tomorrow or be greedy for tomorrow, it would get worms and it would begin to stink and it would actually rot before they could ever enjoy it. Except on the sixth day when they gathered enough for the seventh. So let's continue. Verse 25. Then Moses said, eat that today for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. We'll come back to that. You will not find it in the field. Verse 26. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none. Now it happened that some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather, but they found none. Just reiterating it. And the Lord said to Moses, how long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for the Lord has given you the Sabbath. He's given you the Sabbath. Therefore, mean this, it's a gift. God wants to give you a day off. Can I tell you that? You ever work for a boss that's like, no days off? 12-hour days, like we're here, we're grinding. Like, no, we don't have time to take a day off. God loves you enough to say, I want you to do nothing one day a week. And we think that God doesn't care about the details of our lives. He does. (laughs) He does. It's a gift. The Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore... He gives you on the sixth day bread for what? Two days. Let every man remain in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. Okay, we could get into all of the the legal and the law as to what they would actually do and the schedule that they would keep on the Sabbath. uh, But we're not looking at the, the, the law side of it. We're looking at the principle behind it. Okay, so this is a fascinating study. I would encourage you to look through what they actually did uh, during the Sabbath and what they continue to do during the Sabbath. However, this is what we're looking at today. He says this, on the seventh day, you will not find it in the field. That is crucial. He says, you will go out. You may try to look for that food. You may try to go out and gather that food or do some work. He says, it's not going to be there, though. The principle behind that is what? 
God is not in the business of providing for you when you break his principles. God will not provide for you when you choose to knowingly break his principles. Does that mean that you won't go to work? No, you can work seven days a week if you want to. But God's hand, you may go to work, but the blessing of God is not on you as you go to work. It's a, it, what's he asking us to do? Rest. Rest. Can I tell you, even as I was studying this, and I can even, I can even see it on some of your faces in here, we put on the brakes. No, but I got to, and I got this, this, and I got, you don't know what's on my plate. We need to change our perspective on rest. And today, this is my prayer for you, that you would see that rest is worship. Rest is worship. Any other principle that I will talk about in this entire series, almost anyone in this room wouldn't bat an eye at, would encourage, would be on board. But remember, this is the one that we will pursue so hard that we will put ourselves in the grave before God wants us to be, if we're not careful. So bear with me as I get through this. You're going to see the heart of God in this. Here's what's crazy. In Deuteronomy 5, we see the Ten Commandments again, only this time God adds to this commandment. He says, you're going to keep the Sabbath because you were once slaves in Egypt. That's what he says. You were once slaves in Egypt. That's important. Why? Because slaves don't get a day off. He's trying to get you to change your identity. You're not a slave to work. <laughs> you're not supposed to be if you are. He's saying, who gets, who gets the day off? The wealthy, the royalty, or the elite? In those days, they got a day off, not the slaves. He says, I need you to see that you're not slaves in Egypt anymore. And that whole principle applies to us today. I need you to see that you're not a slave to this world anymore. You're not a slave to sin anymore. That I've redeemed you for a reason. And I'm going to ask you to live by my principle so I can reveal my goodness in your life, is what he's saying. We are children If you put your faith in Jesus, you are a child of the king of kings. You are royalty in the family of God. And God says, because of that, you have a right to a day of rest. You have a right to a day of rest. This is very similar uh, to tithing, the principle behind tithing, which is what? The principle behind tithing is I put God first, putting God first in my finances. I have to realize that God can do more with tithing. God can do more with my 90% than I can with my 100%. That's where my faith is. That's where I believe. I believe that he can. And so I do that because I believe it. When I, uh, let me say this. Let me continue that thought. When it comes to tithing, there's only two testimonies that we ever hear, right? People that tithe, people that don't tithe. There's two testimonies. The first one is this. People that don't tithe say, I can't afford to tithe. You don't know my bills. You don't know what I got going on. You don't know, you know my kids. I got this. Can't afford to tithe. The other testimony I hear is that people that do tithe said, we are so blessed. You can look, I, I'll show you my, my, my checkbook, I'll show you my budget. It doesn't make sense that we're paying our bills, but because we're tithing, somehow the bills are paid. Somehow, we are so blessed. Doesn't mean I'm sitting in a, a, you know, a half a million dollar car. No, that's not what I'm talking about when I say blessed. I'm saying God has provided. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. So let's continue that thought, though, when it comes to rest. I have to realize God can do more in six days then I can't working seven days. Why? He's God, I'm not. He's bigger, I'm not. He can do more in six than I can in seven. And there's always the same two testimonies as we would with tithe. I can't afford to take a day off, so I don't. 
or I honor God's principle and working hard and diligently for six days, and I say, man, I'm so blessed. I don't know how, but we got ahead, and we took a day off. I don't know how, but I didn't, I didn't have to work late into my Sabbath day, into my, in my, my day of rest, but we're still gaining money. We're still, our business is still gaining momentum. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. God can create galaxies. He can breathe life into lifeless things in six days. He can make something out of nothing in six days. The question is this. What lifeless thing in your life do you need God to breathe life into in six days? What could he do in your week in six days? If I will honor him and welcome him to go to work. Welcome him to go to work. Here's the perfect example of all this. Chick-fil-A. Any Chick-fil-A fans in the house? Come on, somebody, right? Lord's Chicken. You probably knew I was getting there sometime, right? You know I was going to bring it up. Uh, Chick-fil-A. What are they? Every Chick-fil-A sign you see underneath. That's on, it doesn't matter if it's on the highway, if it's at the restaurant. What does it say? Closed Sunday. Closed Sunday. Why? If you go on the website, you can easily find it. Because it's a time for rest and worship. We want rest and we're going to worship. That's why we're closed on Sunday. That's what they say. Here's what's amazing. In spite of all of that, with that in mind, Sundays are one of the highest grossing days of the week for fast food restaurants. Some would say, business mind would say, missed opportunity. Natural thinking, missed opportunity. You could get so far ahead if you would do Sundays. The average standalone fast food restaurant, this is an average, okay, just like you think of a McDonald's, that standalone McDonald's, the average one of any fast food, the average is some higher, some lower, is one million gross per year. Average standalone fast food restaurant. The average Chick-fil-A standalone fast food restaurant grosses over five, nearly six million per year. We serve a God of multiplication. When I choose to honor his principles, and guess what? They're not open 24 hours, and they're not open on Sundays. What do they do? We're going to rest we're going to worship. And what's fascinating is in the original, what do we see? Not your animals. You're going to rest your animals as well. What does Chick-fil-A do? They rest their equipment. You ever thought of that? What makes them money? They don't have, well, I guess chicken makes them money, but they, uh, they don't have chickens back there, right? What do, they, what do they have? Machines, grills, rest. It doesn't make sense here. But in the spiritual God says, I can go to work. You've honored me. I can go to work. The second thing, so second sub-point under point number one is this. The Sabbath gives us a chance to rest and be refreshed, myself. It gives God a chance to move on my behalf. I allow him to multiply my business, to multiply my finances, to go to work in my life, to multiply my relationships and cause them to go to a deeper level. But it also gives me a chance to rest and be refreshed. Um, Let's look at this. Exodus 31 Verse 14, you shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. <laughs> for whoever does, does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Here's the good news. Later today, I'm not going to have you raise your hand if you haven't been taking a day off. And we're not going to take you out back and do anything, okay? Like, that's, this, is, this is an extreme. Uh, we're looking at the Old Testament example here, but I want you to see why would God say this. He wants to show us in 2022 the importance of how serious he takes this principle. That's what we got to look at. He's not saying he's going to put you to death today. He's saying, look, I need you to see 
why this is important. Verse 15, he says, Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Therefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual, a what, continual covenant. Look at this, verse 17. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel, which as, even as Gentiles we are grafted into, we are a part of this. It's a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days, once again, the Lord made the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day, he rested and was refreshed. Here's what's amazing. The Sabbath, he said, is a sign. How is it a sign? It's a sign to other people, to other people that don't follow it, to other people that aren't believers. It is a sign to them, and it's a way to witness and to share your faith. Because eventually they're going to ask, how are you doing it? How is it possible? This is what happened with the children of Israel. What's going, what do you mean? Like, we're, we're here to make a deal. No, it's Sabbath. I'm not going to do it. What do you mean? No, we take a day off. I'm resting my animals even. On this day, like we, we, we take a day off and he says, but how are you so, still so fruitful in what you're doing? How are you still making money? How are you still wealthy? It was a way for them to say, this is the true living God. Because it doesn't make sense that we would be ahead. But we are because we rested and we worshiped. It was a sign. Again, it goes back to, I'll take it back to Chick-fil-A. Okay? <laughs> this is exactly what they're doing today. How is it possible that they are making five times, nearly six times the average standalone fast food restaurant. How is it possible that they continue to grow more popular, more popular through all types of, of, of uh, culture and all types of things? How is it possible? Is it because they have great customer service? Sure. Is it because their chicken's pretty good? Sure. But more importantly, they are living by the principle of a living God who says, I need you to rest. Rest. I'm going to gift you with a day of rest. And they honor it. And because of that, God, his blessing, a better life is poured out on them. What's fascinating about this passage, it says, he, capital H, this is God, rested and was refreshed. Interesting. What? Our God, who never sleeps, who never gets tired, the almighty God. Why would God, that God, our God, need to rest and be refreshed? Here's an here's a interesting, we dive deeper into it. The original Hebrew of refreshed means he took breath. Or, or you could say this, God breathed in. Why? What was he doing for six days? Breathing out. What do you do when you talk? When you speak, you breathe out. He was speaking things into existence. He was breathing life into man. He was breathing out. And on the seventh day, he, he breathed in. He, he took breath He took breath. If God refreshes himself, why don't you and why don't me? Why don't I do that? If God needs it, how much more do I need it? Have you ever heard the saying, maybe you've said this before, just let me catch my breath. You're working hard. Maybe you're helping a buddy move, right? And, of course, they live on the third floor of the apartment building somehow. Somehow. What are we doing here, people? Let's, if you can ask your friends to move, move in the first floor, okay? Um, and you're just working, you're working. You're like, man, I just need to catch my breath for a second. I just need, I just, ah, that's what, it, that's what, that's what God did. A few weeks ago, our back deck, uh, it needs some work. The, the boards have been weathered, and there's, uh, it's kind of nasty looking. It just needs to be replaced probably eventually. And, uh, but there's a few spots you got to be careful. Gavin goes out there, our son, with his bare feet, and he was running around, and he got a, a big old, uh, you know, splinter in his big toe. 
And of course, I get it pulled out, but then of course, there's a tiny little piece that's deep in there, and I'm just like, ah. And splinters and blood and things like that, it freaks Gavin out. It's not good, okay? And so there he is. We get him laid down, and we got a, you know, an ice cube. We're trying to numb it and get it out. Leslie's in there doing surgery, basically, on it. And I'm there. I'm just like, bro, you're fine. Hold, you know, squeeze my hand if you need to. And he's, <gasps> is it out yet? Is it out? And he's, he's crying. He's freaking out. And I say, hey, take a breath. Just breathe in with me. I got him to do that a few times. And within two or three breaths, Calm down. And then what happened? A few minutes later, oh, he's freaking out again. Is it happening? Is it out? Is it bloody? Is it gross? Take a breath. That is the rhythm of life. And each of us do that every week. We become stressed and worried and anxious. And we're maybe not, maybe some of us uh, physically are doing that, okay? But spiritually, mentally, emotionally, you're doing that. And about the time it gets too much, it's the seventh day. Stop. Take a breath. Catch your breath. Breathe in. Take a deep breath. Slow down. Slow down. So, with that in mind, it's God's idea. It is a gift from him to you because he loves you so much. Let's look at two quick things as we wrap up. The first thing is this. There are consequences of not resting. There are consequences of not resting consequences. In Numbers 15, it says this, now while the children of Israel were in their wilderness, they found a man gathering sticks on the Sabbath day. And those who found him gathering sticks, they brought him to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation. They put him under guard. He's a dangerous dude, right? He's out there picking up some sticks. They put him under guard because it had not been explained what should be done to him. Then the Lord uh, said to Moses, the man must surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. So as the Lord commanded Moses, all the congregation brought him outside the camp and they stoned him with stones and he died. Harsh story. Once again, God's getting our attention. Thank God we are in a new covenant and a new testament, right? Again, I'm not going to have a show of hands. We're not going to take you out back and throw rocks at you. That's not what's happening today. But there are four main things. There's more than four, but there are four main things that required the death penalty in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant. And, and so we'll talk about a few. One is adultery, murder, not keeping the Sabbath, and rebellious children. We're going to talk about honoring our parents, rebellious children, next week. So I'm not going to get too far into that, but parents need to be here for next week. Not keeping the Sabbath, adultery, murder, rebellious children. How interesting that God would put that, not taking the Sabbath up there with those other things. We don't take it that serious, but God does. I'm telling you, he takes the principle of rest seriously. Remember, all of these things have a principle behind each commandment. So here's the question. We're not going to put you to death today because you haven't been, you've been working seven days a week, okay? We're not doing that. But the question is this. Are you putting yourself to death by not resting one day a week? The principle is the same. Are you putting yourself to death? Are you putting your family to death by not resting one day a week? Are you putting your relationships, are you putting your testimony to death by not honoring God with rest and with worship? There's consequences. doesn't mean that people are going to kill you. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying you will bring some stuff into your life that God never desired to be there. The last point is this. There's blessing of resting. There's the blessing of resting. 
the blessing of resting. So we looked at an old, like an extreme Old Testament example, right? This guy's picking up sticks. He gets put to death on the Sabbath. But then there's a New Testament. Let's look at Jesus. What does Jesus say about this, right? What does Jesus say about taking the, honoring the Sabbath, taking the rest? Mark 2, verse 23. Now it happened that he, Jesus, went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. And as they went, his disciples began to pluck the heads of grain. It's a little bit worse than picking up sticks, right? They're, they're harvesting. And the Pharisees said to him, look. Why do they do what is not lawful on the Sabbath? But Jesus said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and hungry, he and those with him? How he went into the house of God in the days of Abathar, the high priest, and he ate the showbread, which is not lawful to eat except for the priests. And he also gave some to those who were with him. And he, Jesus, said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Therefore the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. Here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, man wasn't made to serve the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made to serve you. The principle is made to help you. The principle is made to impact your life and to bring better, to bring good, to bring life. I have a a quote slide for you as I read this because I want you to hear what I'm saying here. It says this. The devil rejoices to see people's schedules fill up with eternally meaningless things while their families drift apart and they ignore church attendance and the things of God. The devil rejoices to see our schedules fill up. Is it good to have a full schedule? Yeah, it is. It's good to work hard. It's biblical to work hard. It's biblical to be diligent. But when I let eternally meaningless things Make me and push me into seven days a week on a continual basis. There will be some busy seasons. I get that. But on a continual basis. And I ignore my family. And I neglect my time with God. And I I, I drift from the things that please God. The devil rejoices. Why? We're doing his job for him. We're working ourselves to death. Taking a day of rest. The Sabbath. Even biblically, you study it, it single-handedly improves family ties. You want a strong family, parents of little kids, you want a strong family, take a day off together. Afternoon off, if you can. Take some time to be together. Put your phone away, turn the TV off, just be together. Go for a walk, go to the park. Rest together. Take a nap. (laughs) That was a part of what they would do. They would have meals together. They would take a nap. They would rest. They would do religious service together. They would worship God. Jesus is showing us, though, in this passage, it's not a legalistic thing. People get hung up on on what day is the real Sabbath, you know, and and things like that. And there was a, a specific day of the week that was the real Sabbath. But for us, it's changed a little bit. For us, it's a little bit different where you can choose. What, where, when is my day off? That's the principle we're looking at today. When is my day off? When is my day off? A lot of people get hung up on it, though. Well, hey, hey, it's my day off. And your wife comes around. She says, you need to take out the trash. <laughs> Sabbath. No work on the Sabbath, babe. I'm sorry. I can't take out the trash. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay? That's the legalistic mindset. Let me show you what I mean. The Sabbath is a gift to you. So here's the question we should be asking. Well, there's there's the wrong question. Here's the wrong question. The wrong question is, what do you do on your Sabbath? 
People ask me that all the time. What do you do on your day off? Wrong question, okay? Here's the right question. What do you not do on your Sabbath? What do you not do? For me and for you, it should be I don't do anything associated with work. That means for me, I don't do any message prep. I don't do any emails. I don't do any church talk. I don't do any church meetings. Why? It's my Sabbath. But I can tell you what I do a lot of times. I'll go mow the yard. For you, you may be like, I hate that. That sounds awful. For me, I love it. For me, it refreshes me. For me, I spend time and I can worship and I can sing loud. And my neighbors might hear me a little bit, but I can't hear it because the mower's loud. And I, I just worship, spend time with God as I mow the yard. It's refreshing. Is it work? Some would say so, but for me, it's not. For me, it's not. What do you not do? You don't do work. Your work. People ask me sometimes, <laughs> they, you know, if they know Monday's my Sabbath, they'll say, hey, I know Monday's your Sabbath, but can you just, you know, could you just, could we hop on the phone call real quick? Could we meet up for, for something? And I'm just like, I might as well say, well, why don't you just ask me to commit adultery while we're at it? Right? Like, hey, if we're going to break some commandments here, like, let's go steal some stuff, right? Like, let's, let's do something, right? No, because we don't put it in the same category. Christians and the world will cheer you on as you work yourself to your deathbed by not resting. You've got to fight for the Sabbath. You've got to honor God with it and take some time to rest. Take some time to rest. A year ago this past month, I went to the hospital with chest pain. Had an abnormal, they tested me, I had an abnormal EKG. My heart was messed up. And uh, they ran all the tests on me there. Passed every test. They, they, they looked at the inside of my heart. They did everything, right? Eventually, within 24 hours, my, my heart reg- went back to regular beats. It was operating like it was supposed to. And they're like, you know, not, not a ton of answers. Just, you know, try not to be so stressed. And I was praying and I was asking God. I'm saying, God, what happened? Like, I'm, I took a day off. I was taking a day off at that time. And I continued to ask God, God, why? Why did I go? Why did I go through all of that? And God said, you were taking a day off but you were not resting on your day off and you were not worshiping on your day off. And God got my attention because I would take a day off, but then I would still hop on a phone call, email somebody, think about, I would spend some time on my computer thinking about, I need to just jot this down really quick. I may have not been in the office, but I was working. And God said, you weren't resting and you weren't worshiping. And that's the other part of it. It's It's a principle of rest. But when you rest, rest is worship takes extra time in his presence, extra time wherever you can find it. And I know moms in the room, you're just like, I don't got no extra time. I I get it. Wherever you can get it. While you're rocking your baby, while you're up late at night, just take some extra time and just pray. Pray. Worship. Put on some worship music. The Sabbath is a gift. It's a gift to rest and to worship. We got to take some extra time in his presence, though. Take some extra time in his presence. Remember, it's a gift. God wants to give you a day off. He wants to refresh you. He wants you to stop working so that he can start working on your behalf. He wants to provide for you supernaturally outside of how does it make sense. It's just God working on your behalf. behalf. There are consequences when we don't rest. Don't put yourself, your marriage, your family to death because you are not choosing to spend time with your family and to rest. There are blessings when we rest. God wants to do more in six days than you ever could work in seven days a week. He wants to do more. Hear me in this. If you hear anything today, listen, listen to me. If I don't honor this principle of rest 
choosing a day each week to rest and to unplug, the root of my decision is that I do not trust God. Hear me in that. If I don't do this, it's because I don't trust that this and the principle in here is true. I don't believe that he can do more in six than I could in seven. It's the same with tithing. Why, do I, why don't I? Because I think I can do more with 100% of my income than God came with 90. All I'm asking today is just try. Try him. Put him to the test. With tithing, that's what he says. He says, test me. See what he will do when you choose to honor his principles. You want to live a better life? It's simple. You don't have to walk by all these rules and commandments. No, live by the principles behind them, and you will see God move in your life. Let's be a people that know how to work hard, but also know how to rest, how to eat a good meal, and how to take a good nap, somebody. Come on. Amen? Let's rest. We're here for the long haul. Not to run a short few good years. We're here for the long haul. God needs you for the long haul. He's got a job for you. Let's be here for the long haul. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we love you. I come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word. Thank you for your principles. Thank you that you love us enough that you say you want us to have rest. You want us to enjoy this life. And God, I just pray that as we look at these principles, as we go through this series, that you would help us. Lord, just help us see what things we need to change in our schedule. Help us find ways to, Lord, just as we rest, to would you just supernaturally strengthen our family ties? Lord, our marriages, our relationship with our kids, Lord, would you just bring a renewed passion for that? As we have time together, as we're strategic with even an evening, we say this is our Sabbath evening, this is our, our day of evening, that we, we, it's the only evening we have, we're going to do it. Lord, I thank you that you're going to move in it, you're going to operate in it, you're going to strengthen our families and our marriages. Lord, we're going to honor you, we're going to worship you, we're going to spend extra time with you. And I thank you because of that. People will look to us and they'll say, what are you doing different? And we'll say, we're just spending some time resting and worshiping. And I thank you. We'll give you all the glory for all the good that comes from it. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Thank you for listening to the Abide Church podcast. If you'd like to partner with us financially, or if you're in the Tulsa area and would like to attend our weekly gathering, you can check out abidechurch.com.